Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Church, uh, we wanted to tell you about it. Like we wanted for you to hear about how that trip went, about what God has been up to. And so uh, so I have invited two of my friends. Last week, uh, Addie Pitts and Rayleigh Perkins were on the podcast, two of my friends that talked about uh, Belize and how awesome of an experience that was and told you a little bit about it. This week, I have Ian and Chelsea on the podcast, two of my other friends. And so uh, so I'm super excited uh, that they are here, both of them healthcare professionals um, healthcare professionals, which was super great to have on the trip because uh, they were able to take care uh, of all of us whenever we were being crazy and, and really not paying attention uh, to safety. You know, there, there were some safety concerns. There were some safety concerns. So, <laughs> so, but fortunately, we took our own healthcare professionals with us. And so they were looking out for us the whole time, took their family with them too. But I'm going to let you tell them, tell, I'm going to let them tell you more about that. Um, but, uh, but super excited to have them on the podcast. So why don't you guys just introduce yourself to the, the, the tens and tens of listeners to this podcast that we have, uh, introduce yourself go ahead and introduce yourself. There's to them. so many. I know, I know. So we will start with Chelsea because she's the lady and ladies go Absolutely, first. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, so go ahead, Chelsea, <laughs> tell everybody what the, the essential Chelsea, what do they need to know about you? The essential Chelsea. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a nurse. Yes. I work at Covenant. Yeah. And um, I love being a nurse, but I don't think my schooling's done. So okay, we'll see right. where that goes. Maybe headed back. Um, more about me. Um, I love my family. We have three kids and a grandbaby that yeah. I just adore. Uh-huh. And uh, that's that's pretty much the the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three kids. So uh, so two daughters. Right mm-hmm. and one son. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. We we'll tell everybody their names. So. The oldest is Iana. Yeah. And then Maddox is our middle, and then Parker is the youngest. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. That's good. And grandbaby, what's grandbaby? Levi. Okay, so I'm not that far away from grandbaby myself. I hope I'm like seven or eight years away from grandbaby, but mm-hmm. that's but, the hope. Yeah, that's always the hope, isn't it? So, but Carson's getting getting married uh, soon. Actually, when this podcast comes out. She will have already gotten married, so um, so so I know that I'm closer to grandbaby than I am not, and I, I'm excited about that. I'm not I'm not necessarily excited about somebody calling me grandpa. Okay, not excited. You gotta about pick that. your name. Yeah, I'm Yaya. Yaya. He's pop pop. Pop pop and Yaya. I love. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I might. And being a grandparent is amazing. Okay. Like I was a little upset to be a grandparent so early, but yes. <clears throat> It's amazing. You get to love on them. Yeah. You get to cherish them. Yeah. And then you send them home. That's right. You don't have to do all the not fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar them up, pat them on the butt. And yeah. See you later. There's mommy. Yeah, exactly. You have all the fun without the, you know, parental responsibility that goes with it. Yeah, I like that. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, Ian, (laughs) what about you? Um, my name is Ian. I've been a paramedic for 12 years, but I've been in healthcare for about 25. Mm, yeah, 25 and years. We've been married six years, been together 10 yeah. or 11. Yeah. And like she said, we've got the three kids and a grandbaby. Man, awesome stuff. 
Well, okay. So thank you guys for coming on the podcast today. We uh, we just had an amazing experience we together did. in Belize, and uh, and so uh, so I just kind of wanted for the you know back in the old days, you know, the mission trip team would return, and then like on a Sunday night, like they would get up and show a bunch of you know. Remember projectors, the oh, slide projectors, oh, yeah. like they would get up and show like slides from the trip, you know, and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was in the old days. This we're utilizing new technology these days. We're going to utilize the podcast to uh, to give our church members a little bit of a sense of what what it was like. So, what, start off if you would by just um, let's maybe just talk about. Um, what what you really what you really saw or experienced God doing while we were on the trip and I know sometimes it's tough to kind of narrow things down but but where did you really see and experience God at work what were some God moments for you on the trip and can we start with you Ian sure. okay All right go ahead well it's like um, Addie and Rayleigh told you you saw it in everything yeah everything that we did and saw there you saw God's hand at work right right whether it was um, where we stayed and them prepping breakfast for us, yeah. or on the trips between place to place, yeah. or while we're at work on the job site, or even on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, the orphanage, the whole experience was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty. It, it it was a pretty incredible thing to to kind of be engaged in all the things that we were engaged in to get to see meet all the people that we got to meet while we were there absolutely i think you're totally right what about you chelsea where, what did you really where did you really experience the lord at work what did you think he was doing again it's <clears throat> it's hard to narrow it down because i feel like he was just everywhere and present yeah. every day but um in the valley of peace you could really just see the Lord working in all of the people. They were so appreciative of everything we were there doing and they wanted to serve us while we were there, but we were there to serve them. Right. And so we had to, you know, no, you know, even like the, the man that we met that wanted to give us mangoes and you could clearly see he didn't have anything and it was so hard to take anything from him, but he was like, no, I let me give this to you. Right. And it always, you know, at the whole time that we were there and when he was giving, when he had nothing to give, it just reminded me of, you know, some gave all, but all gave some. And right. it's just like, it's crazy to see that. But also in the schools, I really saw, and I wish that we still had God as heavy in our schools right here yeah. Yeah. because you could see it in the children, how mm-hmm. they were being raised and what they were being taught. It's in their curriculum. Like they literally have a religion class that they have to do. And right. To me, that is amazing, and I think that's just that is setting up that generation for success. Mm-hmm. And I just I wish that we had that still here. Yeah, yeah. The the we got to you know we got to hang out <clears throat> at the school. We got to see their classrooms. You know, we got to hear a little bit from them about you know what they're studying and what all is going on in their lives, which is really cool. But the fact that the fact that uh, that you know um, the Bible is part of just their normal curriculum was was pretty awesome. So. Um, and there's there's a baseline knowledge of the gospel that um, you know that all these kids kind of get you know while they're going through school and you know uh, for those of you listening to the organization that we went with the word at work they actually um, they actually 
designed or well, not designed, but pro- provided and trained all the teachers in Belize on the curriculum that they use. So it's a it's kind of like a, a prayer blanket. I don't know how to describe I think it. That's he how said they... like a story cloth. Yeah, so story it's cloth. It's like a three foot by four foot cloth, and it just has all these pictures on it. Yeah. And all the pictures depict a story from the Bible. Right. And so the Word at Work went and taught the teach. They first taught a hundred of their people how to teach from this story yeah. cloth and then they went to Belize and taught 2300 teachers right how to tell all the stories of the bible based on this cloth and yeah. then from there it became part of the curriculum so it's really amazing how that organization was able to to show them how to teach this and then for the government to say we're doing this everybody right. all the teachers are teaching this well and it was a total accident like when you know Derek <clears throat> Osborne who's the uh, executive director for um, for the word at work, he was telling us a story, and they they brought some, like the, his pastor had some of them, and and was always trying to you know talk to him about using them, and he was like, well, I'll take a couple of them. We go down to Belize this next time, and and they were just hanging out with a group of of students, and they were going through it with them, just telling because it, it kind of it it's like an over it tells the overarching story of the Bible and which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, you know? And so it really centers on the gospel. So, um, so anyway, they, so he's just kind of showing a couple of students, but there, the, a person who was with them happened to be real high up in the government, um, for, in the department of education or, or, or an equivalent, you know, deal right. at, uh, in Belize and was so like enthralled by what he saw that he was like, Mitch, could you come back and tell, teach all of our teachers to do that? So well, that's, that, that's just the power of the Holy Spirit opening up a door like that, which is, you know, is really incredible. Absolutely. So, Those connections would have never made if it weren't for him in his presence. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about, um, maybe talk about the work that we did and, um, and how you felt about the work and what, you know, what you learned as we were doing it. Like, you know, can, can we talk a little bit about that? So uh, you guys have talked about already the, you mentioned the orphanage, you mentioned hanging out at the schools, but the project that we were working on, talk a little bit about that if you would. And why don't we start with you this time, Chelsea? Okay. Um, even with the work that we were doing, none of us, well, except for, you know, Tony, the Tony, professional yeah. bricklayer. None of us really knew what we were doing. Yeah, Tony and Gary. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 Gary, yeah. Tony and Gary. They the they were our, yeah. on the and then you know none of us none of us else really knew what we were doing. So we kind of just had to find our place. Right. But even then, like between Chapito and everything else, everybody was so. I guess graceful because yeah. they you know, they understood that we didn't know what we were doing, but they would teach us something and then just let us do it. Right. And um, it was it was amazing to see, especially the youth, like just kick in and say, "Hey, I've never mixed cement before, but I'm gonna jump on here and yeah. do this," and and just do it with all their heart, you right. know. And um, so it was good to see that because, like I said, none of us had any experience going out there, but sure. we were able to build up a building, you know, right. the, the, the bottom was already down, down and, and done, but we built up layers to the wall and then added cement pillars. And that's not something that you, I would ever think I would be doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and you were really doing it. like, like Chelsea was up there, like laying, laying cinder block, you know, the whole time that we were there, but, and, and you're right. That's not something anybody, any of us had done before. And so, um, so we just kind of had folks teaching us and then we, and then we just would kind of run with it. And, um, and I, yeah, I think also just kind of the, I mean, I think all of us do in, you know, our, our jobs are, you know, difficult, you know, in different kinds of ways, but, but like, but I know that, you know, I've not ever gone out and done, you know, that kind of work or at least 
not since I've been an old man. <laughs> and I haven't gone out and done that kind of work all day. You know, it's been a long time since I've like, you know, thrown concrete around for, you know, for right. a week. So, uh, so it wasn't easy work either. It was hard work. Um, but we, but we got a lot accomplished and that maybe the process of doing that work actually kind of drew us together. Like you said, cause we had yeah. some folks, yeah, we, gosh, we were bending rebar. Ian was over yeah. there bending rebar into, you know, little, little, you know, shapes, little squares. So that squares we could make and them. triangles. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by hand. Un... We were bending, let's make sure we say that. We were bending <laughs> it by hand. Yeah. Ian. yeah. With a, a small little pipe. Yeah. And you pull it around and pull it around. <laughs> Then it wasn't quite right, so we had to unbend it. Unbend it and bend it again. And bend it back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so there was it was uh, I think you know good hard physical labor, you know, uh, but but it's fun to work like that and then to see kind of the 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 progress that you made or the you know absolutely seeing the building at the end like even though it wasn't completed and it still didn't have a roof. Like just seeing, hey, we did that. That's like, right. And we did that together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And none of us going into it knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. But we figured it out and we right. got it done. Yeah. I don't think any of us had any idea what we were, what to expect. Yeah, no. Absolutely uh, not. No. Which is, I think, to me, one of the best parts about mission trips is because, you know, uh, especially for us, you know, Western Westerners, you know, we kind of you know, we kind of want to have an agenda and a schedule and, you know what I mean? And we kind of want, you know, want to have a plan for accomplishing anything. When you go on a mission trip, man, a lot of your plans just get thrown right out the window, you know? Absolutely. So it just, uh, so you have to just kind of be flexible and just open to whatever. And I really feel like that, that one of the coolest things that happened on the trip is that everybody was like that. Even people who, you know, I know them, and I know they're not normally like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was that was a really cool thing to watch everybody um, just try to serve, you know? And, uh, you know, a project like that, sometimes you'll get too many chiefs, you know, too many people who want to be in charge. and But we didn't... Mm -hmm. We had an abundance of Indians. Yeah, we did. We had all so many folks who were just like, look, let me serve, let me help, tell me, show me what to do. And, um, And I thought that was a beautiful thing. I really did. So... Um, yeah, so, uh, that, I, I, that's, those are some places where I really felt like the Lord was, was at work, you know, um, what about, uh, what do you feel like God was teaching you on the trip? Ian, what, like, what would you say personally? Like, what do you, if there was a one thing that stood out or, or what do you feel like the Lord was doing in you while we were on the trip? So it was the entirety of it. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was eye opening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in our house, Chelsea's more the spiritual leader. Right. Yeah. She's she's got a, a a a strong grasp of it. It's been in her life a long time by yes. her choice. Yeah. And um for me it it I don't even know how to explain it. It it was it I felt closer to God there and yeah, an opening for my heart. Yeah. to 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 want more. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it it was it was an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. I there's because yeah. I know it came on anyway. <laughs> That's the air conditioner for all of you who are listening. I turned I turned the the tip the air like the thermostat up so that wouldn't happen, but it did anyway. Yeah. So That's how hot it is outside. So, but I was gonna say uh, that you know, so there's something about serving selflessly like that, like s- serving sacrificially like that that I believe opens up our heart to to 
um, to the work of the Savior. Right. And the reason is because that's who Jesus, that's who Jesus is, and that's what He did for us. Right. That that just completely pouring Himself out on our behalf. So when we do that, right? When we go to another country and we do these things that we, you know, that are that are we, we've never thought about doing before. You know, that are even yeah. harder maybe than we would have imagined. And and we're sacrificially giving of ourselves. You know, it really does. I think bring us closer to the heart of God because that's His character. That's Absolutely. who, that's who Jesus is. That's who Jesus was. And uh, and so I agree with you. There's something about putting yourselves in those positions where you're where you're giving yourself away that that can really move you spiritually and totally taking yourself out of your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. This it going to a, a new country. Right. You're not going there for vacation, so you're not getting to see the the happy side of it. Sure. Right. And you're getting tested in whatever way uh-huh. you and my son tested me yeah yeah <laughs> i haven't openly prayed about anything in a long long time yeah and to have to pray over dinner i was like <laughs> all right that's um, awesome so i didn't know that and uh, i'm super glad that maddox was like you should ask my dad to pray that's oh awesome. and i heard him i was <laughs> like oh, dad, Kevin. oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man it's a I, I, I love to hear those stories, you know, because we sometimes being taken out of your comfort zone, that's the, the impetus that you really do need to grow, right. you know. So, man, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that, man. That's good. What about you, Chelsea? How, how, did, how did you sense the Lord at work? Like, what was it that you thought God was teaching you? Um, I think for me, God was reminding me of, what I've always wanted to do because I've always wanted to do missions and right. you know um, one of my in long term goals was medical school to become a doctor and then to do Doctors Without Borders Yeah, yeah. and so going there on this mission trip just kind of reminded me like hey don't forget like you want to do this this is what you want to do right. yeah. and so um, I just kind of opened that fire again where mm-hmm. it's like you, I need to figure out how it fits into my life. Like I yes. need to work it back in and um, just continue to to serve more in these these missions because mm-hmm. that's I don't know. I just I felt God so heavy while I was there and just so at peace and right. like this is where I'm I need to be. Yeah. This is what I need to be doing. Yeah. And yeah. to find that when you know if you can find that at work or wherever you can find that like that's a whole nother level of peace in. Yeah. And so for me, it really was just like, I need to, I need to figure this out. I need to know where I'm going from here because yeah. I'm not done. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like on some level that happens uh, for, for everyone on a trip like this. Like for some people, it's like, no, this exact thing, you know, like uh, going and serving people medically, you know, in other places in the world where they desperately need it. That's something that I really want to do, you know. Um, but for everybody, I think, because uh, Ian, Ian kind of touched on this before, but, but when, when you're serving like that, when you're just really, because we didn't do any medical stuff this time. Well, you guys ended up doing it because we, we all got dehydrated and we were falling like flies. So. <laughs> well, yeah, so, but, good thing we had some IVs. That's right, yeah. yeah. I've never, by the way, never been on a mission trip where we had literal IV bags with us and we could just like rehydrate people. So I just want to say that was pretty amazing. But, um, but, uh, but, but we weren't doing medical stuff on this trip. But, but when you're serving like that, there is this sense that it, it, um, 
it, it fires this hunger up inside of you. Like, look, I need more of this in my life, you know. And for some of us, it's specific. Like, I need to be, you know, going to other places in the world and using this the gift and experience that God's given me in medicine to actually serve people in that specific way. But others of us, it's just more like, man, this aspect, this thing of of, of serving other people and um, and living, uh, you know, living my life uh, for others, like outside of myself. To be honest with you, it's not something that we do very often. Our lives aren't usually characterized by selflessness and by sacrifice. And so when we do it, we're like, man, I need this in my I need more of this in my life, you know. And I, I, so I agree with you. I think that's, I think that's a, a common experience in some ways for people going on a trip. And I would say this too. I can't remember if I told this story on the trip or not. But, uh, but oh, I was on a mission trip one time. Uh, we were in New Orleans after Katrina, okay? And so we were uh, helping people um, demo their houses out so that they could begin the process of, of getting them repaired and, and moving back to home, you know? And so we were in some desperately poor areas of New Orleans working with folks, you know? Uh, and it was really hard work. Was, I mean, it, it was like Belize, the heat index was was a record for New Orleans that right. summer. I mean, and we were in hazmat suits. I mean, it was really hard work. Um but I remember kind of at the end of the trip, like the last day of the trip, uh, one of the girls in my group was just talking about, she said, you know, Brad, I'm just, I'm afraid that I'm going to, that when I go back home, I'm just going to, I'm just going to return to, to being who, to being who I am, you know, and, and, and I'll, and I'll, um, and, and, and this will just kind of be a blip on the screen and I'll just, but I'll just go back to being who I, who I really am whenever I get back, you know, and I told her, I was like, Katie, this is who you are. <laughs> Like, I've, I've watched you this week. Like, I've seen you. Like, this is your true self. This is your authentic self. This is who God created you to be, is this person who's serving in this way, who's giving themselves away like this. This is who you're supposed to be. You know, the, all the other uh, stuff in your life, like, that's the fake, right? That's the not real stuff. Right. This is the real stuff right here. And, uh, and I think that's a benefit of going on... Uh, getting out of your comfort zone and serving someplace because you can really discover who see clearly maybe for the first time in your life this is who God created me to be I'm supposed to live my life like this you know and uh, and sometimes if you don't ever put yourself in that position you don't really ever have that experience you know so man that's good stuff okay all right so you guys took your family too we did right you took Parker and Matt so two two of the three kids so um, I'd like to hear you just talk about that like um, how, how was how was that experience for uh, you've talked about how it was for you guys but how was it for you as a family talk about that it almost didn't happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a little scary at first because they uh, almost didn't want to let Parker in the country but oh wow I didn't know that what was yeah it? we were stuck at the airport for the, that's why we were so that's delayed why you were late. Yeah, because that's why we, were um, we cause she's adopted right oh, and she yeah. has a different last name than Ian and so they really, um, because of like sex trafficking and child right. trafficking, they're really big on um, children with adults with different last names. Yeah. And so I was like, but she has my last name. And he's like, well, I get that. But yeah. can you prove that he's her dad? And yeah. so... Sandy had paper for Addie and Rayleigh. Sure. But from their, that their parents had signed. But yes. we didn't think about it because we've legally adopted they're her. They're your you, kids. Yeah. And... Yeah. In, in, um, and he wasn't even like, cause Maddox had, has a different last name than me and he wasn't as concerned 
about Maddox because Maddox had the same last name as Ian. Mm. So I think it was just like the guy thing versus the girl, the female aspect. And so thankfully there was a smidge of internet in the airport and we were able to get onto our lawyer's portal portal and pull up the adoption paperwork. Sweet. And that is literally the only reason that they let us in with her. Yeah. So that was very terrifying at first because I was like, well, this trip may be cutting short because they're not taking my child from me. No so way. the only option is they put us back on a plane back to U- the U.S. Because yeah. they're not taking her. Wow. So we were um, real sure that the customs guy knew what he was really looking at, but we pulled it up and yeah. he looked at it for a long time. And just the front page, there's yeah. like 14 pages. Yeah. <laughs> just studied it as hard as he could. And yeah. Just, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And we were so terrified. And so, you know, and Parker's freaking out. I'm sure. Yeah. She was like a duck. She was calm on the outside, but just underneath, I, she was latched to my arm and was like, yeah. oh my gosh, what is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a little frightening. And now we know that we will carry our adoption paperwork yes. anytime we travel now. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> um, so, but other than that, other, it, it was. I think on a parent aspect, uh-huh. because there's so many unknowns, and I think because we had that coming into the country, yeah. like I was a little worried, and, and it was hard for me to like let them go without me being able to see them. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yes. I, And so there's that whole parenting mama yeah. bear aspect where I was like, I need to stay you know, in eyeshot of y'all at all times. Right. So I had to like catch myself and be like, they're okay. Right. God's got them, yeah. you know? Um, let them do this, let them do that. Like you don't, you know, you don't have to have such a tight rope on them, Yeah. but it was good to see them both, um, just working hard to serve in ways that they could, you yeah. know, um, whether it was jumping in a hole to dig or Maddox trying to bend rebar or, um, even though he dumped a whole thing of cement on the ground, he did so many loads he, without dumping that's it. So exactly right. one mistake out of a million is amazing. And like that thing, I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> it was hard. You really had to push down on it to lock it. You yeah, know? and so and turn right to go left, left to right. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So the kid he, with the brain disease and blind, he well, did pretty good. Can we talk about that a little bit? So Maddox has challenges that other people don't have. So you talk about talk about bringing Maddox, who's Talk about what what goes up, what's going on in Maddox's life, you know, and and uh, and then and what that was like bringing him on the trip. It's terrifying. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it's always a little terrifying with Maddox, as you well know. Yeah, because yeah. he's not afraid of anything. No, God he, love him. He no, just, he will. He'll do anything <laughs> yes, once, yeah. including jumping off a cliff. I know. Yeah, breaking his foot. He will. He will do it. He'll <laughs> with do it. Brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's he and he talked about that in his podcast. So mm-hmm. you're, yeah. if you're listening, go back and look at Maddox Phillips's podcast because last year, almost a year to the day, yeah, just about right. He uh, he was at camp with us and he injured himself, and that's a pretty uh, big part of his story. So go back and listen to his podcast. But uh, but anyway, so t- tell everybody like what is it like? What are the limitations that Maddox has? Um, so he was born with a Braden disease. It's a really long name. Yeah. It's gray matter nodular heterotopia. Uh-huh. Um, and basically your brain forms normally into two hemispheres and his kind of formed like cauliflower into patches. Yes. But as he grew, his brain developed normally, but there was some challenges growing up. There was coordination. Yeah. Um, and the vision is a huge part of it. Right. He, He's, can't, he can't see. Yeah. He's legally blind and... Uh, 
typically where he can see the best is just really up close to himself. So yeah, if he's ever in say, your bubble, that's why he... When we say up close, we're talking like... Touching like a, you. A, a, yes, a couple of inches from his eyeballs. That's, yeah. that's where he can really see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we've we've been able to find some tools to help him along the way, but most of the time he's super, super blind. And right. that causes him to trip a lot, and he can't really see where he's walking. Right. And he leads by blind faith. He yeah. will take the next step and doesn't matter where it is. That's right. No, Whether I, it's off the cliff. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> he jumped off of a 15-foot platform, you know, onto a, the, a last year at camp. Yeah, onto, a, onto like an inflatable bubble thing. And, and you know, he jumped. He had no idea. He, would, he no. couldn't see anything. No. And so whenever he jumped, he, he, he had no idea how far down it was, you know. And uh, anyway, so that's kind of what part of what caused his, his injury. So, but I'll, so I got to tell this part of the story, but for the, our podcast listeners, because I don't think anyone's heard this, right? Uh, except for you guys. But, uh, but I talked to the guy who was watching, who was on the platform, like releasing the kids, right. they're jumping at camp. And I was like, so what happened? He goes, I don't know, man. He goes, I was like in the middle of giving instructions on what to do. And all of a sudden, he just went running by me like full speed. <laughs> he just went running by me and jumped off. And I was like, you no, know, like knowing Maddox and knowing his challenges, like I just can't believe I never, I would have had a hard time doing that. And I can see perfectly, you know. So that comes from a lot of how he's being raised. Right. We, we don't raise little. Right, you want to be tough. Yeah, you want. We raise savages, and but we also (laughs) we don't let them use their disabilities as as a clutch to not experience life and to say I can't do that because I'm blind. Well, no, you don't know because you haven't tried. That's right. You have to try it. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah, you're not going to get through anywhere if you don't. If you always just say I can't, I can't, I can't. So we always teach them to say I can, you know, and to try. And you know, sometimes that leads them off of. Big jumps, yeah but, yeah, but that's how he walks through life with well, blind faith all the time. All the the time. time. No, no, yeah. no, yeah, it's. It, but that's what I love, and I, that's what I loved about this trip for him, particularly, is that like he was able in every part of the trip to find his place, even though. You know, even though there are some things that he can't do, and even though, but he was right alongside everybody, working just as hard as everybody else, like doing, you know, uh, and he was finding the things that he could do, and and I loved watching him go around and try everything, mm-hmm. and yeah, then he whenever, was digging holes and yeah. been in rebar with Mike, or yes, um, running the mixer, running the concrete mixer, yeah. like he did everything. He went cave tubing. He yeah. he snorkeled. He mm-hmm. did he did all the all the things. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that that is cool that you, you know uh, that you guys were able to bring him and he was able to you know to really be part of it. Is uh, is there anything else about uh, like like how how this affected your family? How it was good for your family? What you guys learned as a family that you want to share uh, about the trip? And if the answer is no, that's fine. We'll just move on. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but like, no, it, I think it was. I think it was good for the family. Um, I really think it was good for my children to see um, true poverty. Yeah, you know, and exactly doing the devotionals when we come back. One of the things that both of them mentioned, Parker and Maddox, both said, you know, we. Th- I thought that poverty was just like the homeless guy outside of Walmart. Like yes. I didn't understand. Yeah. And so for them to really, you know, they kind of just were like, we're really spoiled. With everything, yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you really, we all are, every yeah. all, every single one of us, yeah. you know, and um, we had actually done a devotional before the devotional that you guys said we had started one, 
And one of the things that they said in that one is, um, it's only by God's grace that we were born where we are and not where they are, Yeah, you know? And so I think that really put it together and hit home for them. And they're like, man, we, we got to be more grateful for what we have. Yeah. And so, um, that was good. And, and I, you know, I hope that they remember what they saw and remember that it is only by God's grace that we have life that we have. Yeah. And um, I just don't want them to ever forget that. So, but I think it was good that they got to see the true poverty and see what we're talking about. You know, yeah. some kids don't have a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you guys have a lot. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's that was really helpful. And it happened every single day while we were there, oh, up sure, until yeah. the very end. Yeah. You know, and uh, at the start of the trip, they're like, you know, if you want to bring your, your clothes and leave them there, that's great. Our our man on the ground will take them, wash them, and distribute them. Yeah. And we were in the airport because we had all of our supplies and stuff. So where we were rearranging, and one of the locals came up, and he was like, what are you guys doing here? What were you doing here? And we're talking to him and just kind of packing. He goes, oh, I really like those sandals. Those are awesome. Yeah. And so Maddox is like, well, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you don't understand how much this means to me. Just this little gesture. Right. That's so cool. And for that, he picked up our bag. We were trying to get our weight down so we didn't have to. Uh-huh. We're kind of condensed a suitcase because we got rid of enough stuff that we, you know, we took a fifth bag because yeah. of all the medical stuff. Right. But we had gotten rid of so much, we were condensing down to four bags. So we were packing everything in all the other suitcases. Uh-huh. But he was so, so we grateful. we were done with one and all of a sudden it was gone and he had taken it around the corner, put it up on the way, the, on the scales oh, nice. and brings back, okay, this one's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, I, I think that's awesome. It's awesome to have that experience too, you know, but one of the things that I like, so one of the things that we fall into and this is everywhere, but maybe particularly, you know, in the United States, we, we tend to kind of, um, what's the right word? We tend to, we tend to kind of demonize poverty too. Like, like. So if a person's poor, it's because there's something wrong with them. It's because they're, we think, right, sometimes it's because they're, it's because they're lazy, right? Or it's because they're, uh, they're, you know, they're uh, a junkie or it's because, you know what I mean? So we have all these reasons for why people are poor. And so poor people are kind of like, um, you know, there's something wrong with them. They're an anathema, you know, in some way. And so I think what's really awesome about, uh, about being among the poor is that what you learn? What you learn is that there are people who um, who are living in poverty every day, who have a stronger relationship with God than we do, mm-hmm. who uh, who are smarter, who have a better work ethic, who have you know what I'm talking about than we do. And absolutely. And and I think like like we saw countless examples of people that we on the trip that we were like, man, that's a person that I would look up to, you know, and um, and they they're not you know they they don't have near the kind of material blessing that we have, you know? Even just in the building, you're like, how are you doing this with the limited supplies that you have? Yeah. You see construction here and there's electrical trailers and supply yeah, trailers. Right. And Chapito and this organization is doing it out of the back of his van. Yeah, I know. So the the just the resourcefulness, the creativity, mm-hmm. the um ingenuity is yes. just yeah, it like never ended. And and the guy's house that we went to that you mentioned earlier, right? That, mm-hmm. I mean, he it was his house looked like um, just some piled up driftwood. Yeah. Honestly, I any mean, kind was, of piece he could find, yeah, he stood he up there to make a wall. Yeah, planting pieces all over the place, and just it could to have fallen down at any point. Oh you know? yeah, but he had rigged up this crazy system, the water system, to mm-hmm. to, to capture uh, rainwater 
so that he could use it for stuff. And so the ingenuity and the, you know, reusing things, it really is, yeah. I think, good for us to see that. You know, I, I agree totally. Yeah. That, I think it's good to see the difference in, like, when you talk about how people de- demonize poor, it's different in, in what you're talking about is seeing, like, you know, people here in America who are homeless maybe because of drugs or because sure. of that yeah. versus true poverty where they really just don't have the resources and that's just where they yeah, were yeah, born yeah. into and there's no access to anything. And, then, and, there's, and there's, there's a big people, difference. People like that all over the world who they work, you know, 60 hours a week, you know, they work themselves to the right. bone and they can't even in the United States right but they're still below the poverty line mm-hmm. I, mean, I will never forget I was in Birmingham Alabama one time and uh, with a group of folks and we were on a mission trip and so the organization that we were working with they they were like let's just t- let's talk about pretend like you're a single mom okay with uh, with three kids which is that happens right uh, 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 in Birmingham especially right that happens a lot you know your 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 husband leaves you your boyfriend leaves you you're alone with three kids you know uh, let's talk about what it would how much money you would need to make what kind of salary you would need to make in order to be able to just pay your bills you know so they start writing it down and like everything that you can think of like electricity and they're lowballing all the numbers like I can see you know when they got to rent I mean what they were putting up there for rent what they were putting up there for your electric bill like they're lowballing everything and they're talking and you're talking about car payment and car insurance and like all the stuff that, that that a person needs just to be able to get to and from work and to provide for their family. So a single mom with four kids, you know, you were three or four kids. I can't remember what it was. Uh, daycare, right? Everything else. So, so we, we got to the end of it. Do you know how much money a single mom with three or four kids in Birmingham, Alabama would have to make a year in order to just pay the bills? A ridiculous amount. $40,000 a year. 40. Now, and so then they were like, so you tell me, you know, how many, you know, uh, how many moms with a high school education, you know, can, can find a job where they can make $40,000 a year. And that's the baseline. That's just what it takes to pay the bills. That's not putting right. money in savings. That's not doing anything else. And so sometimes we don't understand that, right? We don't understand that even in our country, there are people and they're just, their circumstances have put them behind the eight ball. And you can work however much you want. But there are moms right now in uh, in shallow water in Lubbock and Lubbock and cities all over the world that are working two, three jobs, and they're just trying to feed their kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes we don't see that, like we don't know that, we don't understand that. Um, uh, for frankly, in my life, I haven't ever had the. You know, when I was, my mom was single with four kids when I was a kid, you know, and we were on welfare and food stamps and everything else because how else was she going to, she, she couldn't, she couldn't even afford daycare for all four of us, right. kids, you know, and, uh, and so, but, but, but in my life, I've never had, had, I've never had to work, like, I've had a lot of opportunities kind of come to me, you know, and, uh, but not everybody has that. And so I just think it's really good to see, to get to see, you know, uh, in the orphanage, you guys remember the guy who was valedictorian of his class, and but he wasn't going to be able to afford to go to college. Oh, the the bigger dude, Hapito. Yeah, yeah, he was the valedictorian of his class, and but he and and super smart, super gifted kid, but he wasn't. He had he had no way to pay for college because he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. And 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 college there is like two thousand dollars a year, something like that. But there's no way that he could afford it. And he had no hope of affording it unless somebody just helped him. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so that's good for us to remember. You know, like it's just, 
you know, not everybody has some of the opportunities that we that we've had, and and that, I think that's really good. I'm glad you guys brought that up, man. This, that was I always have to remind myself about that. So, um, so okay. Last thing, let just talk about your favorite fun memory. Like what, 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 where, you know, what was the most fun part of this trip? For all you? of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's so it, that's hard. That's a standard answer. Yeah, yeah. So, all of it. Okay, so not the <laughs> most fun. Okay, pick one really fun thing, one of the many really fun parts of the trip, and just talk about that one thing. Mine was probably the orphanage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's always nice to go snorkeling. It's nice to sure. do touristy type stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. cave tubing, yeah. snorkeling, Those, whatever we did. That was awesome. It was yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. But sitting and talking with a bunch of the little kids at the orphanage, yeah. and, you know, like Eddie and Rayleigh were saying, they were super impressed with their their apple watches yeah but right. just getting to talk to these kids and about we talked about so many different subjects yeah they, um my tattoos or sports or playing basketball right or them hey watch me do a flip right <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it, it was just a lot of fun getting to interact with all of them we were only there because tony was going to go check out the, 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 the plumbing. plumbing situation yeah. but a whole bus full of us went and hung out with these kids and it was really really fun I, yeah. I really enjoyed it that's awesome what about you Chelsea pick one of the fun things um, I would have to say playing soccer with all those kids at the school at the school yeah, yeah. okay I, I thought I was going to die I could but... have answered that question for you because <laughs> you were all in yeah so, all so in. That, that that's true that probably was your yeah. most fun thing yeah. I mean I kept we kept asking him y'all want to take a water break no we're good <laughs> and I'm like over here dying I'm like it's been an hour and it's hot we're in the sun it was like 100 degrees yeah and we had already worked you know that yeah. whole morning and so I was like I, I could it's really, really use some water <laughs> it's, it's 100 degrees but here that's you know yeah. summer for us but the humidity 18% humidity yeah 90 there it was 78% yeah. humidity oh, I mean, just every brutal. single day yeah. brutal yeah but uh, those kids were just so amazing. And I had um, Band-Aids on my finger because I had laid so much center block that it had taken the skin off the yeah. fingertips. <laughs> and this little boy, he was like, Miss, what, what happened to your fingers? Yeah. Are you okay? And I was like, oh, I'm okay. No big deal. Just, you know, we were just working building a building. He was like, I'm really sorry for you, Miss. <laughs> I'm really sorry. And I was like, it's okay, man. High fives. <laughs> we were like, all right. So we're high five, and he's like, "I want more high fives. I'm like, "More high fives for everybody." So I'm just like through the field, just high five and all these kids, like you know, it was amazing just to have fun and be out there with them in their in their area in their right. setting and just you know yeah. playing by their rules because they didn't play traditional rules. No, all no, them no. kids switched to the winning team, and then if somebody else scores, they switch back, and then next thing you know, you're you're on a team with like five kids battling thirty of them. You don't get anywhere, but it's fine because we're just out there, you know, just with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then finally I was like, all right, guys, I'm literally going to pass out. I'm going to go get some water. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised that you didn't pass out, honestly, because that was probably the – that may, well, Monday was probably the hottest day yeah. there. But, but, I think so, yeah. But Thursday was, er, was hot. Yeah. It was really hot. I was so thankful yeah. for Derek going to the store and getting us water because yeah. I was like, this never tasted so good in my life. <laughs> So, for, you know, for me, we, we talked about, uh, with Rayleigh and Addie, we talked about um, just how cool it was to get to know everybody, you know? Mm. And so I really think, like, some, like, the bus rides, you know, to me, the van rides were some of the best times, just just kind of getting to hang out and talk to everybody. And, uh, and it was especially great whenever I whenever I uh, stopped driving and I let somebody else drive, and then I got to just sit in the back and talk to everybody. 
So that I love that. So I yeah. thought that was really good. And it, you know, I say, we, I say this all the time. One of my favorite things about mission trips is that there were all these really different people from really different you know backgrounds and uh, and and different age groups and different. You know what I mean? And we're all kind of jumbled together. And to just watch us, you know, connect with each other and learn to love each other and get to know each other, like to me, it's just it's beautiful to the point of. Uh, classified it as miraculous, mm-hmm. you know. So unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Only God can do that, though, right? Only God can Only take God. a group of weirdos like we took on that trip, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, and when you come back, like you're you're you had this post that that I saw Chelsea like the the day after we got back, and you were just talking about how you're, this picture of all of us, and you were like, these people have become family, and mm-hmm. and like. A person reading it might feel like, oh, that's an exaggeration or whatever else. So you're just no, in your is. feels because you just go. But no, like you really do feel that way. Right. It really is. You become really close. We got to hear each other's stories. We got to, we got to, we shared stuff with, uh, some of us shared stuff with that, that we haven't shared with very many people before at all in right. our lives. And, and it was, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. When that kind of thing happens, absolutely. And so, and yeah. I think our time that we shared every night, the debriefing, yeah, was amazing. You know, whether it was telling our three things that Derek had us, you know, from the van right. or yeah. in in the in the group or the beads, you know, yeah, the seeing everybody spot out all of these great qualities that people showed throughout the day, like yeah, we don't. It's and it's human nature, like especially in our world, like we don't give each other enough credit. We don't praise yeah. enough. We're right. quick to you know to down somebody or to criticize, but we don't give praise enough. And so it was amazing that every single day we could sit down there and everybody was just praising everybody in the group. And, you know, and then, you know, learning about each other that things that we probably wouldn't know. I find myself now, like that we're back, like on Sundays or whenever I'm here, like I'm looking for my other family. Like I want to say hi to everybody. I want to see everybody. And that's not me. Like I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't, (laughs) Like, I'm the type of person, if I'm walking through Walmart and from a distance I see somebody I know, I put my head down and go the other way so I don't have to talk. Which is funny with our profession because... I have to talk to a lot of people. You have to be face-to-face with people all the time. Yeah, right, right. Everywhere else, we're very... Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. and so, but now I find myself, I'm like, I need to, I need to see everybody. I need to know an update. Like, I need to hug them. I need to say hi. That's awesome. And so I feel like that's really good. Yeah. You know, we truly, truly gained more family out of that trip. Yeah, it's, me too. I felt this, I felt the same way. It it was really, that was a special group of folks too. You know, they really are. You know, the guys that I was rooming with every night too, man. We want to talk about, we want to talk about, Bunch of workhorses. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like honestly, I feel like if uh, at some point in my life I'm half the man that Bart Greer or Lyndall Trout or Sandy oh, man. Peters, if I'm just half the man that those guys are, amazing. I feel man. like that would be that would be success. They we outworked about us it. all. Yeah. Like I was amazed from day one to the very end, all the way right. through, completely amazed by those men oh, and how they worked. Yeah. And just so selflessly, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. From working on the building to when we went to the school to have lunch and they went and handed out food before they came and ate their lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. down, yeah. Awesome, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, what were you going to say? You had- they were just amazing men. Yeah. You know, very spiritual men and it's amazing getting to know them and see them. And yeah. you, we've seen everybody in church, but like Chelsea said, you seek out the people that went now yeah just to say hi right 
And and you, I'm telling you, you you see people's character, you know. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes you go to church with folks, but you don't you don't really get to see their like serving together like that. You get to you get to know them in a in a different way, and and it's awesome. Yeah. And I uh, and I thought about that. I thought that about at every point during the trip, there was something about every person on the trip that I thought, ooh, I want to be more like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For so, sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt like I, I I felt like that was a beautiful uh, thing about it too. So. Well, listen, okay, so uh, give me one reason, or give our listeners one reason why you believe they should go the next time we go to Belize. Like, just shoot out one reason if you can. They'll never be the same. Yeah, there you go. No, they never will. Yeah, yeah. And they they might get to see their pastor be one of the most unsafe humans (laughs) on the trip. It's a, my, so my favorite story of the trip is whenever I was out on that platform oh, and I was and just walk off onto the I net. Just, I just you, walked right off the edge of it. Like, I don't know what I, I just Thank goodness that random net was there yeah, to catch I know, you. I know. I just wasn't even paying attention. Or stepping up on the platform and oh yeah, the scaffold. And, and and the you hear, you hear Sandy. Yeah. Don't step past this point, yeah. Brad. Don't step past this point, Brad. Okay, Brad okay. stepped past this point and. Boop. There it almost the fell off the scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah. So thankfully, uh, Ian was there to hold up the board for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for those of you listening, like Ian literally ran and put his shoulder under the board that was falling down, and and I was about to fall off the scaffolding. He put his shoulder under it so that I didn't fall. So he saved my life. And so, <laughs> uh, so good times, good times. So well, thanks guys for joining us on the trip, man, and and for and for coming to share about your experiences here. I just want to say personally, like how. Uh, awesome it was for me to get to know you guys you know so I, I've been able to hang out with Parker and with Maddox Maddox a little more because he's been in youth a little longer but I've been able to hang out with your kids and get to know them a lot but I hadn't really been able to spend very much time with y'all so it was a real blessing to get to know you guys more and hang out with you and to serve alongside of you and uh, I just enjoyed it I'm glad I'm glad we're friends so it was good it's me been too. a great time yeah really good and go on a mission trip yeah come it on it is is amazing yeah let's go the the next time one comes up uh those of you listening out there you just you need to really pray about it and if the holy spirit says hey i want you to do this then you just need to do it right let's go uh we're good for the next one yeah it's a yeah Yeah, we're already in yeah so (laughs) so uh it's gonna uh, god will bless you you know he really will do things in your life that, that you didn't expect so uh thanks for joining us this week uh we're we're still on summer break we just kind of wanted to jump in here for a couple of weeks and give you a report on our on our mission experience to belize uh we've got lots of podcasts out there make sure that you go back and listen to those in particular why don't you find maddox phillips listen to his podcast um, you will not be disappointed it's one of my favorite ones that we've done so make sure you go listen to that uh, but but uh, but we will see you guys soon and uh, and 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 uh, and if we don't see you if we don't see you on Sunday we'll we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 10:30 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you around town.